this is Clara and K2T. Yo, this is Toby Colossus. And you are listening to the Think Breaks podcast. Welcome back, guys. It is season two, episode 13. And um, sorry we've been quiet over the last month. A lot has happened, but we are back, aren't we, Toby? We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. And we are hopefully better than ever. I hope so. Um, (laughs) But uh, we've got a guest in the room and this guy, a good friend of ours, uh, he's had a number of releases on Sunny Audio, on Sunny Audio, Sunny Move, sorry, on on Glitch Audio with our previous guest Ben Rolo as well, Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, on Four Corners as well. And at the time we're currently speaking, he's been working on a massive, massive, massive compilation, which we'll get into in more detail later on. Mm. But it's... The one and only HD. Yo, everyone. How's hey, it going? Hey. How you doing, oh, dude? Yo. I'm good, thank you, man. I'm good. Um, yeah, busy, but all good. How are you guys? Yeah, all good, all good. Surviving in Surviving. <laughs> dreary day today. That is, that's, that's certainly one way to put it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, Harry, just for the sake of um, anyone who might not know you, uh, do you want to kick, quick, give a quick run through of yourself? Yeah, um, I don't know how many people have heard of me, to be fair. So, yeah, um, I'm Harry, also known as HD. I've been producing drum and bass now for about four years. I think this is the fourth year doing it. Um, Yeah, originally was playing guitar in bands and stuff. And then after university, just kind of took a different turn and got into drum and bass after going to events. And yeah, the rest is history, I suppose. (laughs) Nice, nice. I mean... It, I, I noticed you were saying that you were in bands before you got into drum and bass. Um, what was the the um, the turning point? Um, it was when I was at university and I, I went originally to study music, but at the time I was playing guitar. Um, and then one of my flatmates who I was living with first year was like, oh, I've got some tickets for Warehouse Project tonight. Do you want to come? And I was like, never been to a rave. Don't know what to expect, but I'll come along kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was... It, it was fairly kind of mainstream stuff. It was like Wilkinson, um, Subfocus, Andy C, Dimension, all that kind of stuff. But I'd never experienced anything like that before. So to step kind of into that energy of a room coming from only concerts was just a complete yeah. culture shock. It's mm. very different, um, isn't it? A very different atmosphere and whatnot. It's crazy. It's it, it's worlds apart, but it's. Mm. Um, I, I don't feel like that energy can be matched, though. Do you know, I feel like it mm. is definitely um it it definitely lies with just being in in the crowd with the dj playing rather than a full band it's just a yeah. different yeah totally i I'd, I'd agree with that um mm. so you've always you've been very much into kind of your live kind of music and whatnot right um so have you been are you like an avid festival goer yeah, I go. Well, I've been to a couple this year, luckily, because we're allowed yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, in the past, I've been to different festivals, been to see bands. Last night I was at the Cortinas and Johnny Marr. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a, a wide range of influence, I suppose, that's led me to this point. Nice. So nice. it's, um, yeah, I got into it fairly late, to be honest, because everyone always talks about, um, I've heard a lot of people mention, obviously, Pendulum's album that was a switch for them, and that's kind of how right. they got into drum and bass. Mm. Yeah, great album, but even for me, I was I was even later than that, so I still feel yeah. like a bit of a newbie. 
Oh, well, it's, it's, it's just different different entries, uh, different points, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm the same age as you, Harry. Uh, well, actually, no, I'm like a year older. But even then, for me, Hold Your Colour was not what got me into the genre. So it's kind of nice oh. to hear that there's someone else who <laughs> didn't have Hold, their, Hold Your Colour as their turning point. <laughs> yeah. Makes me feel not alone. Yeah. <laughs> what was it for you? So for me, um, I have a friend who lives... Uh, quite near me and you know he always used to show me some music and stuff and it was 2011 i want to say that he sent me um the plan that cannot fail and just one second both by london electricity and Mm. i was like oh my god the plan that cannot fail is an amazing tune and i was just looking for more and then because 2011 is that time when um, ukf liquidity and all that sort of stuff really started popping off um I went on to UKF and just sort of checked out tunes and it was Obsession by E9 and DRS that made me go, oh my God, what is with this bass? This is mad. And yeah. But then like three years later, some guy called Colossus made a tune called What I Want. And then that's when I was like, I need to learn how to produce. (laughs) Yeah. Outrageous. Outrageous. (laughs) And now here he is. Here I am, mate. (laughs) Uh, sorry, Toby. Um, you, I think you were going to say something. Yeah. No, I was just I was just going to uh, delve into some kind of talk about production and whatnot, um, because I I did a little bit. I did some digging and some <laughs> some digging on the old Instagram and whatnot. Also called um, stalking. And I saw. So you were you were using Logic in about two, 2017, right? Is that is that the software you started on or? Yeah. So that's kind of what I started on when I bought my first Mac, and then mm-hmm. I was ordered it you know with logic already installed in yeah um so yeah i was using logic for about two three years right um and then it was only kind of last lockdown when everything started happening and then ableton did like a free 90 day thing oh okay yeah Yeah, i'll check it out i'll learn i'll learn something new get into a kind of a different workflow um and to be honest, I haven't looked back since. Really? So, so, yeah. yeah have, you, have you just really fallen in love with like Ableton and how how it works essentially? Yeah, it took me a while to get used to it, and I got kind of in the early days. I got a lot of headaches just staring at it, like, "What yeah. do I do? Where yeah, is everything?" Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's definitely my preferred door now. So you're primarily on Logic, aren't you? Yeah, I've um, I've pretty much just always stuck with it. Yeah. Um, I first learned Cubase. Um, when I say I learned Cubase, it was very, yeah, very Basics. sparsely. And yeah, but I was in like high school, so um, in the last part of like my GCSE music module, that should that's the right thing. Uh, there was like a um, a bit about doors and stuff, and they basically showed you very, very basic Cubase. But back then, and even now, Cubase just completely blags my head. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I basically got a. I actually started on GarageBand. Have you heard of GarageBand? It's basically like yeah. The, oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the free version of Logic. Started with that, and then yeah, eventually managed to get myself Logic after using it on the college computers and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's nice. like, it's a software I've never actually kind of stepped away from. Um, I keep saying to myself that I really should though, and I think if I was to learn something new, it would be Ableton because obviously I hear very good things from many people. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to hear that you um, think it's got a better kind of workflow for yourself or whatever. Um, is there anything in particular you can pick out? What kind of a reason why there's better workflow for me, do you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. One of them just off the bat is when you're chopping breaks. 
right. and like just sampling them with logic there is a bit of that and you can you know you, you can get the scissors and you can kind of cut but it just feels like a very long way around whereas with Ableton you can literally click and drag on like a kick snare a hat or whatever yeah. and just pull it about and I, I just feel like there's a lot more room to be creative with that kind of stuff right, and yeah. it, you can you can definitely do it in logic but for me it's just getting it done a bit quicker and then just yeah just improving the workflow and, and getting it a bit quicker to be honest yeah, um another thing i've found is with something i used to do with logic and i feel like everyone's done this at some point especially when you're kind of starting out is like you're just over processing yeah so you've right. got unlimited buses unlimited yeah. channels yeah, that you're yeah, constantly yeah. doing it and i used to get to the point end of a song like even before i was making drum bass i was making like house and stuff and i'd be like oh I'll just i'll just put another bus on it and i just a bit of saturation or a bit more reverb just endless pointless processing which just made it so much messier but with ableton you've just got the the sends you've got the racks so it is there is that limitation there so it it, it forces you it kind of influences you yeah influences you to not be as kind of um go as crazy with like pl unnecessary plugins and whatnot yeah, yeah. that's just it. interesting yeah I noticed you said that you've been making house before is any of it available on the interwebs there was one available for a while, but that got, um, that was even before I got, um, was it before I got, before I got Logic, I was using a, a door called Nano Studio. Uh, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. A, I downloaded it on my phone originally, and then I was like, oh, I can get it on my laptop, so I made it on there, but that, yeah, that's still on SoundCloud private, and no one's seeing that one. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I've I've got a few tunes, but to be honest, I've never I've never released them. It's just I always get to a point where I'll be making drum and bass for like three four months, and then I'll be like, oh, I want to do something different, mm, and I'll yeah. do a couple of house tunes, and then I'll be like, oh, drum and bass. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy to just come back to what you know best, right? Um, I mean, it's always fun trying something else, but I guess it's like that innate sort of thing within you to just go back to, you know, what drum and bass is my calling or whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, no, that, that was just I was just curious about that. To be fair, um, about the whole thing with doors, I don't know how much both you guys would agree, but I think it's quite daunting to move to a different door. Like for example, with like I'm with FL, and I feel like because you're so comfortable in whatever door you're in, there's less point almost of going to a different door. Obviously, there's skills, but at the same time, if you know something, why would you move? Yeah, I suppose about expanding. Mm. Uh, knowledge though isn't it as well and stepping into like almost that fear of the unknown territory and conquering it yeah um, it's never a bad thing you know <laughs> it's just interesting to no. see that both of you have actually moved on to different doors or no no of different doors to work on because i've just been mm. fl since the start of time yeah i mean that's a stretch for me because like <laughs> Garage Band and Logic are both so similar. Like the Garage Band is literally just extremely simplified Logic, and with oh, okay. Keybase, I was clueless. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like a clueless sixteen-year-old, just like what? <laughs> I suppose like if 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 you're on a door and you know it, then you know there's no reason to switch. I can see the only benefits, obviously, being just learning another door and yeah. then if you wanted to kind of get some work from it or go to work in a college or yeah, you know, this, university, then. Yeah. Or even a studio, like it's, yeah. I suppose it's good to just be adaptable. But if, if you're not looking to do that and you're just thinking, oh, I should have changed or just stick with what you know and just, yeah. just yeah. master that. 
just mass I've stripped back like all plugins. I've just got like two or three that I go to. I've just started to kind yeah. of really hone in rather than simplify get, like, the plugins. process, right? And that's kind it. of master those simplifications. Exactly. That's definitely a and very also, good attitude to have. And also to not fall into the trap of just buying all sorts of new plugins just for the sake of <laughs> trying stuff out and realizing, wait, I don't actually need this for what I do. I just yeah. was trapped into thinking I do need this. So tempting when you see the wave sales and it's like buy two, get all plugins free or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Off. Get you, right? It's so easy to fall into that trap. Especially like, you know, when once you read it, it's like, oh yeah, this is what the pros use or whatever, and you're just like, I wanna be a pro. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Another production question, actually, because earlier you were, you were talking about how you kind of started off um, doing some like live stuff, uh, kind of guitar-based music and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Does any of that kind of translate into any of your production these days, or is that something that you're kind of going to bridge into, or, or what? To be honest, I've not I've not made that bridge too much, and mm. I, I probably should because that kind of brings in you know a more organic element to the mix, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I am I. I just now starting my first kind of four or five track EP. So yeah. definitely going to look into that and delve into that. So Wicked, man. yeah, maybe, maybe it'll come up during, during that. It seems like a good time for it to happen as well, because if you're really kind of like honing in on your p- particular um, skill sets that you're looking at right now, you're going to master them in no time. And then it gives you a kind of more opportunity to introduce these newer elements and really kind of uh, direct your sound into something really special, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, I'm excited to kind of see that if it develops that way. Sure. Nice one, man. Thank you. I noticed as well with your sound, um, uh, like I know you, for example, have submitted tunes to our feedback streams that we do every other Friday. And a lot of people seem to always say, oh, look, this tune has an ARP, therefore it's HD. Um, <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the deal with ARPs? Do you just really like them? Yeah, I'm really, aside from drum and bass and, and kind of electronic music, I'm really into like yeah. some like melodic techno stuff and even, even heavier techno and just that progressive trance and there's yeah. there's just something about an op when you especially mm. when you hear it live it, yeah. it's just you can find yourself in a bit of a loop you know you just not in a bad way you just kind of feel almost immersed by it it's i can't quite describe it oh, i totally agree with you mate <laughs> i absolutely love i love an op as well um i think it's similar but mine comes from kind of like happy hardcore and like hard house influence kind of times um, oh, okay yeah yeah but yeah, just that's the and also trance as well. To be fair, mm. um, can't yeah. beat some you can't trance beat classics. Yeah, no. <laughs> there's a proper euphoric vibe as well. I'd seem to notice with um, yeah. arps. Oh yeah, totally. Mm. It's um, it's like what you were saying, Harry. It's like it kind of creates that atmosphere in itself almost, and quite it can be quite hypnotic and just used in different kind of contexts. Mm. Yeah. I think it's perfect for liquid drum and bass, personally. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Especially if you can kind of get creative with it, and you know, it it sometimes you know when you you pull like a, a sequence up on on Serum on like a patch and you just press one note, then it can kind of get a bit tedious. But if you really, mm. even if you just go kind of single notes without an ARP section, um, a sequence, sorry, um, yeah. and pan them out and just really make it the best it can be. Uh huh. Otherwise, you're just kind of going through like. A C, you know, like bum 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 bum. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, yeah. 
I mean, even like automation of effects and stuff as well is another way that can really... Yep, pretty much said exactly what I was going to say, Tobes. I was just like, yeah, automation. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's basically it's what, we always say, what we always say on the uh, feedback stream, really, isn't it? It's, true, uh, true, true. It's so it's so overlooked automation though. Like I, mm. up until about six months ago, I didn't really look into it that much. But now that I've really started to experiment with it, even just kind of slightly changing the EQ on something or oh, totally. the way the reverb opens up and closes and the volume at certain point, like it just brings the track to life. It's those little bits. Yeah, it can massively fix your mix down as well. Just doing mm. like the odd slight EQ adjustment uh, automated to let another element kind of come through more. Otherwise, it would kind of clutter too much in that frequency area. But then you can bring that frequency back once that element's gone, you know? Um, exactly. Yeah, aut- automation is just such a vital part, especially within drum and bass. I think mm. I think um, a lot of people fall on the trap of just like making very like making it sound like it's very loop-based, if you know what I mean, just because of the sheer lack yeah. of automation going on. And um so yeah, what, what what do you think was the first kind of um, time you noticed automation or kind of got like, or cottoned on to automation, so to speak? The the, the track that comes to mind, um, because I remember that the, the, this was the first time I'd started doing it, was um, actually a Winslow tune. I think okay. it's Mumbles of Grace. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the amount of like different layers and the amount of kind of just... The, the thing I really liked about it, because he broke it down on his YouTube channel mm, as well, right. um, how he would have like a riff of notes. And then at the end of a section, it might not be the same instrument playing that. It might be something completely different playing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that's not really automation, but that was a track that I kind of came from that, started writing, and then really started delving into like just bringing in different sims to play other notes and then automating them just to make it different at the end of the bar. Um, so, yeah, that, that was really the first tune where I, I was like, right, I need to have a look into this. Um, but even on um, on one of my up-and-coming up tunes, I think it's coming out next month, um, I just sit down with Willem. I was doing some one-to-ones with him for a bit. Nice. Um, and this bass came in, and he was like, what? what? Because it was kind of like in the break in the verse, um if you want to call it a verse <laughs> um and he was like what why have you low cut that i was like oh because of obviously the sub and he was like but take the sub out and then whack that off yeah. as soon as i did that i just brought the whole yeah. bass simp to life uh-huh. and it, it really knocks you in the chest so yeah it's um it's 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 an interesting thing to play around with nice it's something I kind of notice with uh, people who just start out with production and stuff where um, they'll tend to throw in lots of ideas and a track gets full up in that way with loads of ideas that sometimes don't work well together. It's almost like automation can mitigate that uh, in mm. the sense that automation will make up for less ideas because you've technically got more ideas without having more ideas, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I get, I get what you're, what you're <laughs> yeah. trying to say, for sure. Yeah. Because it's like, you, like even the thing with uh, Winslow's track where it's just a different instrument playing, it's technically still the same idea, just done a different way. And that can just yeah. be, just that can just make a world of difference to even like the vibe and emotion it carries. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, I, I think um, I've actually learned something similar to what Winslow was doing, where he's, mm. he's, he's, likely picked up something like this from his um lessons and whatnot because he's obviously a very uh musical chap isn't he um mm-hmm. 
but it comes from a classical arrangement way of thinking called the rule of three is how I got taught mm-hmm. of it. And um, it basically lands on the principle of like having a melody that can sit over three different musical kind of instruments. Um, and then that way you can kind of switch between and whatnot. And even though it's the same melody, it's just like a different textural instrument. So it kind of, it's it's basically kind of like a guideline that, that you stick by when writing classical. So it's interesting to see that kind of, that kind of for theory used uh, over in like the electronical kind of context, you know? Mm. It's, it's nice to see that and kind of other styles and ideas making a, the way over especially to drum and bass like it's such a forward thinking genre that it's it's always changing mm. and you can you can i mean you can often hear the tunes where it's just drum and bass inspired by other drum and bass because it doesn't really sort of capture you in any way whereas like drum and bass inspired by house or techno or even like classical music and stuff you can actually hear a different a bit of uniqueness to the table yeah, I, I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah, so um, you 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 also run an, an, a promotions company, right? Or events events company? Disintegrate, yeah. is it? Yeah, Disintegrate Audio. Um, so originally, before all kind of lockdown stuff happened and COVID, I was running it under um, Fluid Movement. Fluid Movement, right, yeah. Um, and I did a couple of things... Oh. I'm so sorry. Someone started ringing me on my Mac and then it came through my headphones. I apologize. <laughs> oh, it's quite, that's, all right, that's all right. That's all right. All um, so yeah, um, originally I was running it under fluid movement um, just because where I lived previously, I used to live in Ellesmere Port by Chester and there wasn't right, really yeah. kind of a scene or anything. So yeah. it's just like, I'll just run a liquid night and we'll, we'll just see what happens kind of thing. Yeah. And it, for the first one, it didn't do too bad. It was just in like a pub like you know bare minimum like nothing no nothing fancy just like is what are it we is. talking like 2018 time this right yeah it probably would have been around then yeah so yeah 2018 i reckon let me have a look yeah 2018 it would have been yeah um, I, I do my research on this <laughs> he's already had a look he's going i know it's 2018 yeah i'll I'm just wait like, for you to get yeah there. yeah i'm just like it is um but yeah, so that was the first one. And then I ran a couple in Liverpool. Um, I put Monroe on as well, not long. Um, it was about a year or two before he signed Shogun. Um, mm, nice. But yeah, then we did a couple in London and then everything happened with COVID and we kind of just took a step back. And um, I was right. speaking to my mate Chris, who was running me, uh, running it with me at the time. Um, and then it, it kind of just disbanded, to be honest, because I think very much like everyone else not that I want to go into it too much but everyone just felt like we don't actually know what the future mm. is going to hold you know for the yeah, scene of course, yeah. so it was a little bit demotivating so yeah. um, obviously time went on and then um, my mate Josh um, whose DJ name is Deacon um, he is he's based in Liverpool um, so he's doing stuff there at the minute and we were just talking and he was like well let's let's try and get something going you know let's put on a night let's maybe release some music um, and it, it's just kind of gone from there to be honest um, we had our first one um, in August was it August yeah. start of August yeah we was, had a period on yeah Joe Aperio yeah yeah he's a really good dude man he mm, played yeah. such a cool set 
Yeah. Um, so yeah. Top bloke. He really is. He really is a nice dude. Um, and it, it, it was nice to see his tunes played out because I'd never seen him before. So it was kind of a little bit, although I wanted to put him on, it was kind of selfish. It was like, oh, I get to see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what it's sometimes about though, you know, in this uh, in the event industry game. Hey, if you're going to put your own light on, then you're not going to put anyone on that you're not interested in, yeah. are you? Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. That's it, exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of running at the minute. We've um, got some other stuff upcoming. We've possibly got a bi-weekly residency at a club in Liverpool. Nice. Um, nice. And we're looking at doing some other stuff as well. So um, yeah, we'll just see how it goes, really. Yeah, I like, I like to see that kind of stuff because it's literally like you're making the movements to get yourself do what you want to do yeah and like play music out and whatnot mm. and i think it's i think it's great to see that kind of uh that entrepreneurial kind of energy you know coming from someone rather than just the dj that's just kind of like waiting for the sets to happen it's like nah, i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make it happen you know <laughs> love to yeah. see this yeah there's very much that kind of, you know, the ethos, it's like, oh, you make your first tune, you put it on SoundCloud, and then you wait mm. for everyone to come, and then you no one listens to it. Like, mm. you, you've got to just, you've just got to do what you can and just go out and do it. You can't wait for yeah. anyone to come to you. Yeah, you know, exactly. it, it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So it, it may happen if you're lucky, but once you start making those moves and you make connections, then yeah. it just flows from there. You make your own luck in it, that's what they say. <laughs> yeah, that's just it, man. That's just it. Um, but I definitely want to try and get you involved in something because I know you live in Manchester, don't you, Toby? Yeah, mate. Yeah, I was meant to come to uh, the Aperio one. You put me on the guest list. I, I just had such a busy, hectic couple of weeks that. No, it's all good, dude. Yeah, we'll get you DJing at the next one, man. That'd be hey, sick. Big up, man. Big oh, up. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm down. I was actually going to say so I know there's actually quite a lot of people who want to start doing events and they don't know how to start. Like, mm. you know, they've got the spirit to want to do it, but they just don't know like what what the deal is with hiring a venue or so on what sort of tips would you give people like that who just don't know how where to start with events hmm. i suppose the first thing um would be to kind of know what style you want to do what kind of night you want to bring um and i suppose it depends on where you're based as well do you know <laughs> if you're based kind of close to a city that's already doing a lot of different drum and bass stuff Mm. um i suppose the question that i'd ask myself is what what can you bring that's slightly different to what's going on right now do you know to maybe attract people to your night rather than someone else's not to step on anyone's toes but a lot of the time there's a nights running side by side so you know you've got to kind of make sure your night is is either a different style of music or just offering something that someone else's isn't mm -hmm. um in terms of reaching out to venues most of them are really kind of good at getting back to you um, if you, if you just reach out, you know, tell them your ideas, kind of ask what capacity is like, what prices are and ask them if you can go down and have a chat with them as well. Um, even better if you live closer and you just pop down and say hello and, you know, make, make an entrance that way. I think meeting people is, um, yeah. it's always, it's always a little bit bad, you know, obviously with limitations and what's been happening, the internet has been really good, but I think meeting someone in person can really, you know, you, you can get a feel for what someone's about, can't you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely just reach out to venues, go and meet them if you can. Um, another thing would be just to trying to get it off the ground. Just make sure, make sure you've got kind of um, your ticket in the right places, you know, kind of resident advisor or skiddle. Oh, yeah. um, 
make sure you've got some kind of event page, whether that be through Facebook, even though the coverage is horrible, um, or Instagram. Um, and then for promotion stuff, you can always you know, do like competitions. You can do DJ competitions for people to submit mixes. And it, it, it really is just about pushing it as, as much as you can and just being as inventive as possible. Um, the last thing I would say is just make sure the artwork is sick as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, because you just want it... If, if you go poster and round, you know, a city or around your town, you want something to pop off that people walk past it and go, ooh, what's that? Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we've got to go. It looks cool. Like, it is definitely about the music, but... Before that, you know, no one knows what to expect. So, <laughs> yeah, and some and sometimes visuals. I mean, not even just for events, but even for music releases and stuff. Visuals can really sell a product yeah. because it's yeah. like, oh, this this EP has got great artwork. I'm more inclined to check the tunes now because they should be Definitely. just as good, sort of thing. Definitely goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Do you guys do you guys run events at all, either of you? No, sorry. Nope. No. <laughs> Labels as far as I can go. So um, <laughs> myself and a group of friends used to run an event, and we're talking many, 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 many years ago. This would have been 2000 and I want to say 2008, 2009. Um, back in the town where I come from, Morpeth, we ran an event called Lo-Fi, <laughs> uh, which is basically okay. all us lot kind of DJing and stuff. Um, we never really got to the point where we were putting like big names on. Um just because we were kind of doing it in a very small town just for the laugh and whatnot. Mm. Um, but then, no, I, as soon as I moved to uni, I didn't actually get really involved in the running of nights. I became a resident at some nights um, in Leeds for a, for a while, but never actually ran any of my own um, yeah. since since the very early days. Any plans to maybe run some more? Uh, no, not for, not for <laughs> me. I'm kind of, I'm, t- I'm so focused in on like a different kind of... Um, a stream if you know what i mean if that makes sense different kind yeah. of yeah yeah sounds like you've got your hands full at the minute with obviously <laughs> colossus stuff as well as everything else. oh god i know it's like <laughs> i need to learn not to juggle everything and just <laughs> hone in on something for god's sake hone in toby <laughs> still killing the game as we speak though yeah oh, well, <laughs> i try my hardest <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> um it's interesting though harry because obviously you've like you've clearly shown that you like to to lead and to um, really put yourself out there with things you want to do, and it brings us quite nicely to um, a charity compilation that mm. you have been compiling. Which, by the time this goes out, part one will be out this Friday, so make sure to check it. But do you just want to explain to the audience what the charity compilation is about? Yeah, of course. Um, so obviously everyone kind of knows what's been happening in Afghanistan recently and and, and just how kind of shell-shocking it is, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, we've managed to get, I've got 33 tunes together for it. So it's coming out in three parts. Um, we've got some really wicked names on there as well. We've got K2T on there, hey, which is hey, dope. Hey, oh. <laughs> he, I mean, he's rubbish. Hey, no, not at all. Um, yeah, no, we've got some other artists. We've got um, the likes of Tolomic. We've got a couple mm. of tracks Damn. from Filth, um, include, oh, wow. one of them including Tali um, and MC Loki on the other one. Wow. Um, we've got Scartip, Solar, uh, Cyberposix. We've got Ben Rolo, Aiden, Tosti, Mill Street. 
so many i've i've missed half of them honestly but the 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 music on all of them is 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 absolutely insane um the the quality of the productions i was receiving is just ridiculous um so yeah it's going to be split into three releases and then it's going to come out as a as a big album so the first nice. one is friday the 1st uh second one is the friday the 8th next one friday 15th and then finally it's just going to come out as a big compilation um on the 22nd 21st 22nd yeah nice um so yeah it's going to be um big up the guys at cygnus by the way they've helped out massively um oh, yeah. at distributing it between all channels so it's going to be beat for beatport spotify uh juno download soundcloud go all that good stuff they've been amazing at fast tracking that so massive nice. shouts to them um and yet yeah, you can get it either any of those stores it's also going to be on Bandcamp, um and 100 of the money raised is is just going to go to islamic relief mm-hmm. um they've they've been amazing they've worked in afghanistan now for over 20 years but also they're helping the refugees that are coming away from afghanistan as well mm-hmm. um so really? they really are kind of the in my mind the, the best charity at the moment supporting for them yeah yeah um so yeah, please do check it out. Um, you will not be disappointed. I promise you that. And anything you can give, just even towards it, even if you can't chip in for that, please just give what you can and and, and help them out. It's it, it's strange just to see that people are living like that today. Yeah, mm. yeah. it is. It's a crazy, crazy time. It makes you realise how privileged we are, being all England based and living a pretty happy, safe life. Um, it's just. Yeah, crazy to see what the other side is like. So it's really nice seeing um, this come together. And I assume, Harry, for you, it was literally just, I've seen the news, I need to do something about it. Um, and you got quite a lot of people. Like, how did you manage to get all this promotion out there? Like, with reaching out to people, how did it go about? So, I yeah, it, it, it was literally just from kind of scrolling through the news, seeing what was happening, and then... You know, normally you just kind of everyone sits there and just feels helpless, which you mm-hmm. know it is understandable. Yeah. But I, I I just really thought, and I was just like, well, what can we do? You know, even if it's small. So yeah, yeah it it just kind of came from there, to be honest. Um, but with in regards to reaching out to people, I mean, most people from messaging them early on were, were kind of up for it and they were really mm. interested. Mm. Um, and then my friend Meg Lioness um, in Manchester, she actually writes for UKF. Um, oh, nice. So I was telling her what was going on and we um, we did a DJ set together in Manchester. Um, and then she, I, I was just telling her about it and she pitched the idea to Dave, shout out to Dave as well at UKF. Um, and they put the idea forward. Um, we sat down, got the article done, and then from then I had. Every, that's when you know Phil got in touch and um, yeah, like yeah. clicks mm. and all of the really bigger artists, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually rolling now." Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, when when I started, obviously I knew I, I knew where I wanted it to be, but to be honest, it's it's exceeded my expectations. So it's um, it's it's really nice that people just wanted to get involved as much as they did, especially people of such you know high caliber. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's really refreshing, and it's it's just incredible i think when it comes to these sorts of charity compilations as well the caliber of certain artists stops mattering because you know at the end of the day we're all humans that want to help out in whatever way we can um and i mean 33 tracks that is pretty impressive let's be fair um yeah 
Mm. It's always interesting to see with uh, these charity LPs because there was one for Palestine, was it last year or the year before? Where there was like 60 tracks in an album or something like that? Do you know what? I think that was earlier this year. The DMV for Peace had booted. That's it, yes. I think it was earlier. It might have been. I feel like it was earlier this year, but you could be right. It's just how time's flown, isn't it? And it's always interesting to see um, like just how... As the DMB community, we're all very willing to take part, either take part or start off these um, albums. So, for example, I know Toby, you were in the uh, was it the Liquid Drum and Bass for Autism compilation last year? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, we've got Pixis that does the mental health uh, heads bass albums. My album was a mental health um, charity album as well. It's just nice to see how community can really band together at times mm. when people need that light. Yeah, for sure. Um, we actually do have a couple of patron questions. Uh, we might as well start with the silliest question we've got uh, from Marcel Ross Fresh, who says, your name is HD. When are you changing your name to 4K? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I, um, when I, I think I got my first liquid uh, drum and bass for the win upload. And someone made a joke and they were like, um, oh, I can't wait till HD collabs with 4K. Oh, yeah. And then I actually, last year when it was, everyone was doing the, you know, like club roulette and stuff. Yeah. yeah. There was a, the, I think there was a main one on 174 or another page. There was a, there was a producer called 4K. So I just messaged him and sent him the, the screenshot um, and we giggled. But yeah, we, we would, our styles were far apart, so it never went ahead. But yeah. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I, I assume HD is just your initials and it's not you liking high definition stuff or something. Harry isn't it? Davies, right? Is that right? Yeah, that's ah, the one. I have, to be honest, I have thought about changing it, but I'm like, I don't know. I know Jake Metcalf's recently done it mm. and his new, his new name's sick, but. Yeah, there's an, there's an, there's a rapper in the US called HD, and I always end up in his pri- profile, and he always ends up on mine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just like, but, don't want to try happens. and take it somewhere else. Yeah. Like, yeah. both of you guys get that, don't you? I mean, Toby, I know I you, get it you're bad. a yeah. death metal band, aren't you? I have it for a death metal band, and there's also oh, like yes. an old school hip hop DJ as well who does a lot of scratching called Colossus. There was a dubstep Colossus that doesn't really make music anymore that I had all my stuff mixed up with. Um, so yeah, there's just lo- there's loads for me. It's a bit of a generic name, unfortunately. I've been it's a cool name though. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I know. I, I I nearly changed it recently, didn't I, Karen? But like, it's it's got to the point where it's it's been like it's been my name for like a decade. It's like the metadata a... as well would be a massive ball yeah, ache for you as well, wouldn't it? It would uh, be a ball ache for me. Never mind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got like five, six releases out. <laughs> But I'm quite lucky because I'm the only K2Z that has a proper artist page. But if yeah. you go on YouTube, you can find angry French men rapping. That is mad that there is like another K2T within music there. I suppose yeah. three syllable, three letters or whatever. I mean, there's a, there's a guy in drum and bass called K3B, isn't there? That's the closest thing K3B. I've got. K3B, yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. I was just that's like, oh crazy. no, why? K3. Did you reach out to him? No, I haven't reached out no, to him. I, you, I, you definitely should jump on a collab yeah, or something. It, That'd be it. the coolest title ever. K2T <laughs> and K3B, imagine. K2-3-B-T. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> K2-3-B, Just... if you're listening, I'm up, if you are. <laughs> <laughs> Is this drum and bass or just coding? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Oh, dear. 
All right, next question. Uh, this one comes from Harry Ransom. Shout out Ransom. Boop, 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 boop. Um, well, he's actually got two. Uh, so we'll start with the main one, which is Harry. How did you get linked up with Think Breaks? Oh, I rem- Do you know what it was? I remember. I think you messaged me in. I think it was. Was it the Mike Kiss Discord? Because I put in there. Everyone was talking about one of the first episodes that you did. Um, oh. And this was back when Jack was on it as well. And I, I, I put in a note, I was just like, oh, yeah, really good episode. And then you were like, oh, come and join the Discord. And then oh, it well. just kind of went from there, yeah. Can I be honest? I don't remember that. Uh, that's <laughs> fine, don't worry. <laughs> but, yeah, I've, I've been listening since, like, the season one, episode one. So it's, yeah, a long time. Long time fans. See, oh, look yeah. at that. It's nice to see it progress, though. It's been fun doing it. I mean, I know now we're only two out of four hosts, but still. I know. I've got my boy, Toby. It's all good. We're, we're just about holding it down, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, nah, I, I think we're doing all right. More episodes now, so, you know, more fun yeah. for people. Exactly. Yeah, and totally. as always, it's a pleasure to have you as part of the community and to finally have oh. you on the show as well. I know, right? Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of thanks course. Um, the next question, it's actually a hypothetical question, which I assume is for all of us, but you're going to take the lead. Um, okay. You have 24 hours in your favourite city to visit. Where are you going and what are you doing in that window of time? Oh, man. I That's a good my, question. I need to think of my favourite city. <sighs> Fucking hell. I know. Harry's always good with these random questions. I really <laughs> like him. I mean, the other Harry. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I think I'm probably going to have to say Berlin. I really okay. like Berlin. Ooh, that it's, is a really good shout. Good shout. I, I, I want to say queue up for the Bergheim, but I'm not going to waste like four hours and then not get in. <laughs> um, so I'd probably just run around to like any of the other clubs like Sissy or any of the others. But yeah, but Berlin, when I went there, it was so, everyone's just so relaxed. And I can, yeah, I can definitely get down with that pace of life. Yeah. Mm. Berlin is a very, very sick place. I think if I had to pick, even though I've already been here once, I would probably go to Tokyo. There's just so much to do. There's just so much to do. As someone who likes electronic stuff, I would go visit so many stores, see what kind of t- cool tech they have. Um, there's a cool, uh, obviously the Tokyo Dome is there as well. So hopefully there's a concert on at the same time that I can go attend. Um, and near Tokyo Dome, there's like this really nice uh, park, like this proper garden area as well. So take the morning, go on a walk there as well. Um, and obviously I've got to go to a teppanyaki bar to get some proper food down me. Nice. Yeah. You know, got to eat the proper food. Um, yeah. I think yeah, I think Tokyo will be it. I think Tokyo will be it. Yeah. What are you saying, Tobes? I mean, like both both of yours sound sound wicked, but obviously to be different. Um, to be different. Uh, probably just because it holds like a nice sentimental special place in my heart of like old family holidays. Probably like a very nice sunny day in Venice during oh. the Venice Biennale. Oh, so, beautiful. Do, do you know the Venice Biennale? Right. It's like it's like a big uh, art art festival i suppose it goes on all around venice um so you find quite a lot of like weird abstract kind of art pieces Mm. getting projected in like these really old venetian churches and chapels and stuff and you basically kind of just like go around the whole city and like explore it all um 
But something like that, you know, I think. That sounds awesome. When does that festival happen? So it's, it's, every, it's either every two years or every three years. Okay. Um, I have no idea how that's happened due to COVID. I don't know if that's kind of knocked back any dates and whatnot. Um, it's been a while since I've, since I've visited, though, to be honest. Um, but it's, uh, it's a very sick, very sick time. Very relaxed time. Quite mm. an hard time, you know. That's a great one. I like that. Yeah. Get your, get your street pizza, you know, all that. <laughs> Our street pizza in Venice as well. Far better than anything you can get here. Oh, mate. Trust me. And, and the, uh, the ice cream and stuff is just oh, next level. Proper gelato. <laughs> you just can't beat it. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, but Berlin and Tokyo both sound absolutely lit as well. Time for a lad's holiday. Let's go. <laughs> I've never been to Tokyo, but it's definitely on the nah. bucket list, you know. Um, Same. I've always wanted to go to Japan. It seems like a really dope place. It's a dope place, but you definitely need more than two weeks. I went for two weeks, and it really didn't feel like enough. Mate, I would I would spend two weeks in the official Pokemon store or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I did go. That was awesome going to the Pokemon store. <laughs> yeah, but. Actually, no, for both of you as well, uh, especially if you guys like quite trippy things, uh, when you do, if you do ever get the chance to go to Japan, go to a place called Robot Restaurant. It is oh, the trip, yeah, it's the trippiest thing ever. It's a nature versus nurture sort of thing uh, oh. with like massive robots and cheerleaders and stuff. Um, it's kind of mad. Cheerleader robots? No, 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 robots with oh. cheerleaders. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> I was just like, whoa, this sounds weird. Where is this going? <laughs> I've heard of the hotel. No, that, is it the robot hotel as well? Where there's like about... ger- is that in Japan as well? I think it's I Japan. Swear it is. They've got like velociraptors, don't they, on the front desk? <laughs> yeah, like, and the receptionist. Robot veloc- yeah, it's all, yeah, I've seen it. Was that on a documentary recently? I think it was, you yeah. know. Was it on, um, it was either, no, was it Louis Theroux or was it Dark Tourist or something? Dark Tourist, that was it. I think it might have been Dark Tourist, right? Yeah. So good. Anyway, sorry. No, 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 of course. <laughs> sorry. But, um, We're yeah. not obsessed with the robots. Yeah, exactly. Everyone yeah, yeah, likes a good robot. In on the robot. But yeah, I would highly recommend that. It felt like the best acid trip of my life. So. Okay. Yeah, 100% recommend that. Um, but yeah, that's it for our Patreon questions. Um, hey, big up Yeah, patrons. shout out to patrons. We go. love you. Yeah, right on. Um, should we do a cheeky little slaps and craps, maybe? Oh, yes. <laughs> I, have, I, have one, I have one organized. I do have one organized. Oh, uh, yes, Toby. We made that slaps. Nah, craps, craps, craps. So slaps and craps, you all know the drill already, I hope, by now. I love how um, I love how slaps and craps is more popular than our actual podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's just like we just need to make a podcast just called Slaps and Craps, don't we? Literally. Um Okay. So we're yeah, yeah, okay, fuck it, let's go. So first one is actually Facebook. What do we think about fi- Facebook guys? Where are we putting that? If you asked me years and years ago, I would have said slaps. Hmm. But right now, apart from Messenger, I would say craps. It's very much in craps territory for me, yeah. yeah. Literally, the only thing I find useful out of it is Messenger so that I can, you know, talk to the homies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And not have to worry about the opinions of idiots. <laughs> yeah, it's just impossible to escape those yeah. opinions as well, mm. I find, you know. 
unless you really restrict your profile to like no ends, but it's almost hard to do when you're kind of like basing it around the whole music culture. Exactly. You unfortunately just hear all the opinions that you don't agree with around that culture as well. Unless you make like an alt account, because uh, I know uh, one of our oldest guests, Fearbase, shout out Fearbase, um, oh, yeah. he has a alt account that he uses just for managing the Fearbase page as opposed right. to using anything for personal stuff. Yeah. And it just feels like such a healthier way of using it. Yeah, to be fair. What about you, Harry, then? I want to say craps in my heart. I want to, but that, hear me out. I use okay. it fairly often. Yeah. Uh, mm. And I, I don't enjoy it. And I hate the mindless scrolling. And it's something that I'm trying to rein in. But the kind of being able to connect with other producers on there, although the reach isn't great, I suppose I suppose it kind of echoes what you're saying, Karen. It's just mm. like um, the, the messenger, I suppose, is the best side of it. But yeah, yeah for post outreach, no. But I'm, I'm probably I'll probably say craps because I'm not a fan of it, even though I use it far too much. Yeah. I think my biggest beef, you know, with it that I just find so infuriating is trying to like tag on like the Facebook app on oh one of your pages. Oh, no. And even then, and then you're just like, okay, I'll use the business suite or whatever the shite thing's called. And then you try and tag on that, and then the tags still don't show up. And it's just like, can I just tag someone? <laughs> it's so infuriating, oh. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like it. that's, I think that's a thing that just really puts me off. <laughs> just puts me off it completely. It's so annoying as well, especially. Um, especially as the label when you're t- doing a various artist EP, because then you're tagging like six or seven different people. And it's just like, oh, uh, I need to find the right Colossus. I need to find the right HD. Yeah. And it's like, no, I don't want to go to that particular one. That's the wrong HD and so on. It's just yeah. utter And pay. it makes you put in the official tag, which you can then find on the page. But it's like, well, then I have to leave what I'm doing. Yeah, you have to dig page. to find the page on a separate yeah, tab. It's just like, come on. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're we're pretty similar on that. So next one on the same kind of uh, vein, really, is Instagram. Hmm. I'm gonna go in with a slaps. Yeah. I'm yeah. Going with slaps as well. I don't use it as much, but still. Yeah, I, I I use it quite a lot, but it's also kind of it's it can be a bit toxic for mm-hmm. you. Mm. Instagram. It's a hard one. It's hard one for me to really. Um, give a concrete answer on because there's plenty of negatives to Instagram, but also a lot of positives. I kind of like the discover feature because, um, yeah, like, especially, I mean, it's obviously based on what else you like and so on, but a lot of stuff for me is, uh, funny stuff like silly pictures and all that stuff. Sometimes there's cute animals as well. So that's why I like discover because it's so wholesome, but yeah, there's quite a lot of bad to Instagram as well. And it's it's tiring keeping up with, like, you know, with the um, the stories on the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tiring. So tiring. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just too much to just be like, like, I can't imagine some people who literally just tap through every single story of everyone who they follow. Just taking in all the information. <laughs> it's exactly. I'm just Must thinking. Add to my algorithm. I'm just thinking. Do you not have like how much spare time no, do you I'm have? Not lie, that's 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 probably like partially me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I just can't keep up. Can't keep. It's too much information. I think yeah. it gets to that point, doesn't it? It's mm. it's for, it's like you're you're taking in so much information and data all the time that your brain sometimes just feels like completely just squished. 
Yeah. We're seriously not built for it, you no. know. We're not, yeah. we're not built to be able to process that much kind of constant, like varying topics and like negative energies, positive energies. You know, what I mean, mm. it's crazy. But I think that comes as us as producers because I think all three of us have public profiles, don't we? And like, let's be fair, most of the people who follow us and we follow are other producers, whether or yeah. not we mm-hmm. like their music. It's just extra people to network with. Um, but I bet if we weren't music producers and we just had like a an account that's like a completely private account that you only add like your personal friends in. Oh, I'm sure it'd be fine. It'll yeah. be so much easier to manage because yeah. you're just like, oh, I actually want to know what my friends in real life are up to sort of thing. Yeah. Before I made my um, page for HD, I, I, I just didn't have it. I didn't have it for like three years. Just completely mm. cut off from it. Just didn't want anything to do with social media at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's good to take way. breaks in it. Just take 100%. breaks every now and then. Give you even if it's just once a week, you just put the phone down, do something that you want to do. Mm. It's just nice to get away from it. And mute notifications <sighs> as well. Mm-hmm. Something I did that's actually really handy um, is turning off like likes and stuff, so you can't see how many likes people have got. Oh yeah, mm. that is a feature, isn't it? Mm. That's a good feature to have. Because I know a lot of people get um, invested in that sort of thing. Like, oh no, I don't have enough likes as Gary over there. I don't know who Gary is, but you know. <laughs> He's got more oh, likes. It, I know, I hate him. <laughs> um, all right, next one, next one, next one. Um, yeah, blue cheese. <laughs> what? <laughs> this well, some people hate blue cheese. <laughs> I don't have blue cheeses enough to have a proper opinion on it. You know, no, no, you must do. Well, then, then you must. Uh, oh God, okay, fair enough. Maybe this one is a bit. Yeah, because with cheeses and stuff, I don't really go deep in cheese. I just. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm gonna firmly put blue cheese in slaps just because I I'm a big fan of gorgonzola and other kind of blue, blue Italian based cheese. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But I know for some it's just like serious, like nah, I can't deal with blue cheese at all. Is blue cheese the one that smells a lot more than standard cheese? Yeah, blue cheese yeah. is basically yeah, like it's the smelliest one. Cheese has been made mouldy on purpose, you know. Ah yes, uh-huh. it's basically mould on the cheese. <laughs> That's such I'm a weird say- thing. Oh, go on, go on, Harry. I'm going to say slaps. I quite like it. Oh, let's go. <laughs> It's just interesting. Like out of context. Oh, I'm going to wait for this food to go mouldy before I eat it. It just sounds so odd. Yeah, I don't know how they discovered it and how and who first tried it, but someone who forgot to check the fridge. I mean, it's worked out all right, I guess. <laughs> so, what do you reckon? You, I, I don't have enough have an of an opinion, opinion on, on this one, really. so I have to pass. Fair enough. We have a we have a, a refusal in the midst. We have a wrong and who doesn't want to vote? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Last two then. This 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 one's this one's a bit mad, but it'll all make sense. So this is over the opinion that radio edits are better than the original mix. <laughs> no. <laughs> now who which wrongen said that? Me. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Did you, did you get the reference there? Harry? Yeah. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. For context, I found that meme on uh, Harry's Instagram. <laughs> uh, it's like the Arthur. 
Arthur's uh, fist clenched with that as the uh, quotation. Uh, yeah, I thought it was funny. The original mix is there for a reason. So I'm going to say slaps. Oh, 100%. I know, no, wait, craps, wait, craps. Yeah, I was like, wait, do you agree? Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> are, we, are we saying craps for radio edits? Is that what we're saying? Uh, what, oh, if, saying for, for saying that they're better than the original mix, I would say. So craps would mean because that that's a, a wrong. There's a lot you can yeah. mix yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I firmly agree. I, um, I've seen it happen. It mainly happens with house and stuff, but I've seen it start to happen with more drum mm, and bass yeah, tunes, and I'm just it, yeah. really not a fan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've noticed some of high contrast tunes have radio edits, yeah. for example, don't they? And it like whips it down to like three and a half minutes, and I'm thinking, what is going on? I get, I get why they do it and stuff for like obviously radio purposes, but I would never choose to listen to the radio edit on my headphones on Spotify over like an original mix, you know? And it bleeps out the swearing. <laughs> Unless you go to a different country and it doesn't actually bleep out yeah. the swearing, fun fact. Um, if you go to France and listen to the radio and they play English tunes, they don't yeah. censor out the swearing. So, um, How come? I, I don't know, really. Probably because it's in English and not French. But um, you guys remember when CeeLo Green had a tune called Fuck You? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it was quite funny on the radio when I was in France and the guy, the guy who was hosting was like, oh, new song, it's called Fuck You. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they actually have the swearing version, not the forget you version. Interesting, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I wonder, it's probably the same in other European countries. I don't know how lax their laws are on censoring on radio, but French swearing is censored, if that makes sense. Yeah, as long as it's a different yeah. language. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, last one as well. <laughs> what about the Stone Roses, mate? <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd say it's like. So you, you, you saw them, right? Was that in 2017? Or was it later than that, I want to say? He's been doing his business. He's done his homework. Um... Someone has been stalking Harry. Mate, what can I say? I think it was 2017, maybe. Yeah, seeing them at the Etihad. Yeah, I bet oh, that was fantastic. Incredible. Man, yeah. Such a vibe. Such a vibe. I, I, I love the Stone Roses. Yeah, favourite Stone Roses, June? Favourite band? Not favourite band, but favourite tune. Um, oh, maybe Made of Stone or This Is The oh, One. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? Are you a fan? I am you, a fan. I, this Is The One's good, good tune. Fool's Gold. Fool's Gold, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A Fool's big Gold, tune. that's a that's a really good tune. That's a sick tune. But yeah, I thought I thought I'd just throw that in as the last. Uh, do you know <laughs> Do you know much of the Stone Roses? I can't. I'm gonna guess that you don't, Karen. Me? Oh, I've heard a few things, but I've never been oh, too interested. Fair enough. But I wouldn't say craps either, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, Harry, were you into that? Were you big into the whole kind of Manchester sound vibe then? Yeah, I like. Um, the Smiths, Cortinas, um, Oasis, obviously. Oh, mate, Oasis. Um, yeah, all just all that era, man. There's just, yeah. I think that was such like a, a monumental time for music. Yeah. Just, yeah, that that's kind of the reason I went to um, Manchester to study. To be honest, just some music right. history. Nice. Yeah. 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 Mm. It is. It is very full of uh, history. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Manchester man. for sure. What about you? Are you kind of into that? Um, I yeah, not not so much. I came from more of like a kind of new metal background, I suppose. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I was I was kind of like into kind of uh, core. I loved corn 
when like they were my big one when I was growing up when I was very young like 13 and whatnot um they were sick yeah Limp Biscuit as well I still listen to them to this day man I've always just got love for Fred Durst on that um, did you see his get up at Lollapalooza yeah was that was that where he's got like his like huge beard and, yeah. and, he, and like long hair or some shit he just looks like it's weird different so strange yeah it's it was so like weird. really bizarre like, wait, so let me find a picture just to remind myself, because I swear that I'm swear I'm missing some element that he had going on. Oh, yeah, he had, like, weird kind of, like, wispy hair, right? Like, yeah, really blonde yeah. wispy hair and, like, a kind of handlebar moustache. Yeah, it's Jesus. just not the... Obviously, time's gone on, but it's just not the Fred Durst you expect to see, is it? Yeah, that's not the Fred I remember. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that was yeah, a... That's cool, man. I think we've literally hit our hour mark now. Yeah. So um, that hour kind of flew by. It's the end of the show. Time to pack our bags and go home, even though we're recording from home. Um, <laughs> again, again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tinky winky, calm down. <laughs> um, but Harry, just for the sake of audience, the audience, do you want to give a quick plug to your socials? Where can listeners of the show find you? Yeah, so um, I believe the handle for most for Instagram, HD Music UK, um, just HD on Spotify. I believe it's HD Music UK as well for Facebook. Um, yeah, most active on Instagram though. Um, same on SoundCloud. So yeah, um, feel free to reach out with any messages, whatever. Um, and yeah. There you go. And... Uh, a quick plug for the charity album and anything you've got forthcoming yes so as we said earlier part one is coming out this friday the first of october um followed by the other two parts the fridays after um so please feel free to check that out get downloading it get sharing it spread some more awareness for it um i've actually got a tune coming out on part one called spirals so that'll be out this friday a little bit heavier than my usual thing um, nice. And then I've also got another tune coming out on Headspace at the end of this month, at the end of October. Nice. So, uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. And then, yeah, you'll probably hear from me again soonish. Yeah. And uh, also, audience, I'm also on part three of that charity album as well. So make sure you let me know how good my tune <laughs> is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but. But yeah, that's the end of the show. If you enjoyed the episode and want to leave a review, it's podchaser.com slash thinkbreakspodcast, podchaser.com slash thinkbreakspodcast. Any review helps. You can please tell, go ahead and tell us we are the best things in sliced bread. Patreon, if you want to be a patron, it's patreon.com slash thinkbreaks, patreon.com slash thinkbreaks. Early access to episodes, a wealth of other content coming up. Um, we've also got a bonus show called The Afterthought, which sadly I won't be able to attend this mm. one. So Toby will be holding the fort for alone with Harry in just a sec. But yes, patron, loads of good stuff and also a lovely, lovely community on our Discord patron-only channel as well. So think about it um but apart from that we've been think breaks he's been hd and you have been amazing see you all next time peace peace, peace.